Welcome to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. Each week, we'll be bringing you conversations about the mission of the Salvation Army right here in East Tennessee. For more information about the show and the work the Salvation Army is doing here in Knoxville, Tennessee, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org forward slash BTS. Or you can visit SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. And welcome back to another episode of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. My name is Ron, and I am also joined by our star, <laughs> the official co-host of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield, Beans. Janine is in the house. house. She goes by Beans, and we also have a special guest to my right. It is Micah Marsh. Yes, Micah, thank you very much for joining us today. Welcome. Thank you, to thank behind you for the show. having Micah. me. Man, Thank you for having me. It is so great for you to be here. Um, and the reason I say that is because we love speaking to people that uh, that are that are benefiting from our programs here yeah. in any way, mm-hmm. uh, or taking part, working in, volunteering. That's what this podcast is all about. Yes. People that are uh, that are involved in it in any way, yeah. um, even beans. And so <laughs> we, <Me>. we <laughs> so we we want to welcome you in and thank you. And want to invite you to share your story just a little bit. And I'm going to ask you just to tell us just a little bit about yourself. Yeah. You don't have to go into your you know how you got here yet. Just tell us about who you are. You know where you're from, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, first, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, Janine, thank you. Yeah, my name is Micah Marsh. Um, 29 years old, and I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, mm-hmm. originally. Okay. Yeah, I grew up there uh, up until the destruction of Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. You know, I grew up in a pretty affluent house, household. Mm-hmm. My, my father was a, a waste management but uh, truck driver. Mm-hmm. My mom always had done, like, banking, accounting. It wasn't bad growing up, up in New Orleans. You know, my, my parents kept us, you know, yeah. pretty straight. Um, you know, we had Christmases, all mm-hmm. holidays, all the, you know, all the general things a family would do. Yeah. Um, two brothers, Malcolm and Caleb. 2005 came, and, mm-hmm. you know, I guess that's when, Yeah, I guess for me, life started, you know. Right. Um, everything up to then was just, you know, played in the marching band, you know. I was, yeah. Uh, big into music, um, you know, just doing everything, kid things. Um, but, yeah, that's a little bit about me, you know. Okay. Um, so when Katrina hit, you were? I was 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was young. Uh that experience for me at the time, you know, and I, I can speak for my brothers, it was pretty it was pretty cool because we had been to Gatlinburg a time or two before. Mm-hmm. You know, me and my brothers, we would always say, oh, we're going to run away to, mm-hmm. you know, Tennessee. And sure enough, we actually live like here. Like an adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I didn't realize how tumultuous it was for, yeah. you know, the adults in my family. Yeah. Uh, a tw- uh, an eight-hour drive took 33 Um uh, but you know, some, um, you know, there were some blessings in disguise that happened, you yeah. know, we got here, a family, you know, we met at a restaurant out in, uh, Pigeon Forge introduced us, uh, yeah, had us, invited us to come down to Knoxville to one of the churches and yeah. one thing led to another. Um, wow. So, okay. yeah, that's pretty cool. And I didn't know beforehand that you were, uh, you were involved in Katrina and all that mm-hmm. or displaced by yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I was actually down there after, like, Oh really? Maybe, well, a year, a year later I was down there helping with the recovery stuff, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, uh, it was devastating. Yeah. Um, I saw boats and trees. Yeah. I'd never seen yeah, boats and trees exactly. before. I saw it then. Um, I've seen cars like on little posts, like, yep. I don't know how it got there, how yep. they got there, but. Yeah, yeah. Some of the most. So you guys, how close to and and that was sec was it section eight, not section eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
what's what's that? Uh, what what was the name of that area? Well, um, I actually grew up in the Ninth Ward. Um, okay. Ninth Ward, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in the Ninth Ward. Ninth Ward actually, um, you know, like three, four blocks from where the levees broke. Yeah. When I when we went back the first time, Katrina happened in August. We went back in, if I'm not mistaken, November for mm-hmm. the first time. But yeah, I, I, for for a 11 year old to see that, I mean, I didn't realize that that it was, um, you know, one of those uh, uh, traumatic moments for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, my birth home. It was gone, totally. Yeah. We lived at 1910 Renee Street, totally gone. Never saw it again. All that was left was the stairs. Yeah. Wow. Um, <clears throat> and then you, we went, you know, went throughout the neighborhood. Yeah, there were houses in the street. You have to go around. Yeah. Um, flipped over here and there. Yeah. And one, one thing that, that's been etched into my, my mind since then was we went back to actually where the levees broke. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a barge i mean like i'll never forget how huge this ship was on like halfway on land halfway in the um canal yeah <clears throat> and it was like sitting on a bus like the bus was you know half crushed uh, you know yellow school bus yeah um like it was just like accordion just like like just, <laughs> just i don't know i don't know why that over anything like stuck out but yeah yeah um i originally grew up in the ninth ward you know like the hardest hit area mm-hmm. in new orleans yeah and then when i was maybe nine you know, my, I watched my parents work hard, you know, mm-hmm. for, um, my father and my mother, both for their family, you know, yeah. the boys. Um, we moved to an area called Gentilly, which is, you know, very affluent area uh, okay. outside, like not far from um, Lake Pontchartrain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, thank you for sharing that part uh, yeah. because we not, neither of us knew that part. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, and we're glad for whatever reason you came to Tennessee. We're glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're definitely in the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've my trips to New Orleans uh, just reminded me, I love living in Tennessee. Uh, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, so we are glad you're here. Well, now, tell us a little bit, and, and just a little bit, because we'll have to go to a break here in, um, uh, in just a few minutes. But uh, tell us just a little bit about your story, about what brought you to the Salvation Army. How did you come to be acquainted with us? The truth of the matter is this is my third time here. Okay. Bad decisions. You know, I want to say, you know, Drug over drugs over anything, mm-hmm. but you know, like they say in the meetings and stuff like that, the drugs are just the cat, just the, the catalyst or the tip of the iceberg, more right. or less. But really, it's a lot of bad decisions, a lot of impatience, a lot of wanting it my way, yeah, a lot of hurt, you know, in there, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, fight or flight, you know, sure, a lot of not wanting to think about the truth, yeah, yeah. So that's what kind of uh, all that brought me to the Salvation Army, more or less. Um, okay. And this this program is phenomenal. The people are phenomenal. Yeah. You know? So yeah, we'll get into the details of you know. Okay. Well, you motion when you said the people are phenomenal, you motioned to beans. I'm not so sure <laughs> that that. that <laughs> I just happen to be sitting here. Beans, beans is cool. Beans is beans is beans right. is cool. I, I, see, we we don't have uncool people here at the yeah. Salvation Army. So well, just so you know, yeah. That's that's right. Most of us are pretty cool. I yeah. think I'm I'm okay. Um. Micah is really cool. Yeah. Um, I started talking to Micah. Um, the reason he's here mm-hmm. is because I started talking to him in the cafeteria and he told me just a little bit about himself, nothing that he just shared. Yeah. So this is just new stuff mm-hmm. that makes him cooler. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, he shared with me like he's into like design and uh, promotional Public stuff. relations, yeah. marketing, mm-hmm. fashion, and, a little um, bit of everything. I just knew we had to... I had to get him in here. Okay. Um, because he had asked me about the podcast because yeah. I put up um, some QR codes 
in the cafeteria. Yeah, what code? Mine didn't work. QR. <laughs> my phone is so outdated that my QR code <laughs> wouldn't work. And so he came up to me or something, I don't know, mm-hmm. and he asked me about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, thank you for asking me because mm-hmm. no one else had asked me about the QR codes. <laughs> thank you for asking me about the QR codes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, they were very well done. They were very well done. They, they were attractive QR we codes. We would not have Micah right now. <laughs> well, every, it's, it's crazy because everything, you know, happens for a reason. The stars yeah. align, however you want to put it, mm-hmm. you know. You know, some time ago I had written down in my notes, like, I would love to do radio, podcast, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Um, and sure enough, it's crazy how, you know, if, when you put that out there, how it eventually finds you, yeah. you know, so. Oh, it does. Thanks, yeah. Found me for 15 years. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it does do that. So, it, Okay. Well, we're going to go to a break, yeah. and uh, very shortly after that break, we're going to come back, and we're going to get some more about Micah and his story uh, and his road here to the Salvation Army. And you've been here more than once, so obviously yeah. we're doing something right um, if, you're, if, you're, if you're willing to come back and, and, and do this thing again. You must like us. We do have some great people here. Yeah, there's some great You know, beans included. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll be back in just a little bit with more of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. Don't go anywhere. You what, a Starbucks? She's, she's got her uh, coffee. Oh, oh, hey, don't don't Ron even get started with the whole Starbucks, Starbucks thing. Oh, my goodness. You talk don't about even, waiting okay. in line. Okay. And so many words okay. to describe the to coffee that she orders. One time. It uh-huh. is mocha, I hear, I shaken, hear. not stirred. <clears throat> and stuff. Venti, shaken espresso. For those of you that don't milk. know. That's crazy how particular it is, too, though. <laughs> Look, I've already exceeded my two cups for the year. For the year, coffee. yeah, I don't drink coffee. Oh, you well, know, at all. I do so, drink coffee every you, morning. Yeah. I, I just it just never was my thing. Ugh. But it's just crazy how particular. <laughs> what is it again? A venti shaken espresso with nonfat milk. Dear Lord in heaven, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> welcome back to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. We are here. We are joined by our co-host Beans. Also, Micah Marsh is here in the house. He has been talking about his story and sharing a little bit with us about his road to recovery and and his road uh, right here to the Salvation Army in Knoxville. And uh, we're so grateful for you being here again today, Micah. As I recall, um, just a moment ago, uh, Beans had a question that she is now very prepared to ask uh, of Micah. Please proceed, co-host. Well, Mm -hmm. um, I was going to say that uh, I really believe that, like, the experiences we have as kids mm-hmm. um, really impact our choices, obviously, as as we grow up, as, mm-hmm. as adults. Like, if we don't heal from those things, you know, even a lot of times we don't even realize yeah. the choices that we're making are because of the things that happened to us, you know, when we were kids. And so, I mean, you experienced Katrina. Mm-hmm. And you said, like, I lost my childhood home. Yeah. And, like, I had to see that. And mm-hmm. so do you think that, like, you said like self-medicated and like, mm-hmm. do you think all of this, do you think it stems back to that or? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and again, like you said, I, I didn't realize it, you know, as I got older, I was just like, well, it's, life is just a fork in the road, you know, things happen mm-hmm. and whatever, you know, move on. But, you know, I, 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 I guess in, it, it, it was a, it was a gift and a curse in some ways because, on the good side, I'm not materialistic at all. 
you know, um, don't get me wrong, I love, you know, Air Jordans and mm-hmm. nice things, you know, I'm not a car guy. Um, but as far as losing things, it's like, whatever, I can get another thing, something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess there's, there was some trauma there as far as Hurricane Katrina go, because, you know, they're, they're kids I never saw again. Like, literally, I remember talking about NBA Street, the video game, yeah. with the kid uh, on Thursday, oh, I'm sorry, Friday, uh, like yeah, we're gonna pick it up uh, on Wednesday because we're supposed to go back to school, mm-hmm. and never finish the conversation with him. I don't wow. know where the kid is today. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, like yeah. literally just uprooted. Um, but for me, I, I, I'm still dealing. I'm still trying to work through my whole Katrina stuff because <clears throat> I think my yearning for attention or acting out more or less came. Uh, in the time right before Hurricane Katrina, um, my father was diagnosed with leukemia, mm-hmm. cancer. Um, my mom was still in school, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that time, my older brother really, my older brother Malcolm, he really, you know, picked up, you know, like hated a household role. You know, mm-hmm. my mom was doing her in school and work. My father became ill, so he couldn't work. So, you know. Malcolm had was just thrusted into this, you know, taking care of us type of thing. Mm. Yeah. And then I had my younger brother Caleb, um, who passed away last year. Sorry. He, uh, Caleb was the baby. You know, if if two years before Katrina I was nine, Caleb was maybe five or yeah, Caleb was the baby. So he got that you know attention as the baby. Mm-hmm. And then there's me, just like just where what about me you know and I'm, again yeah and i never was like a unruly you know but i was always into something yeah. you know um but i didn't realize that yeah there was still that yearning for hey yo look at me i'm i am here too yeah and i think that gave me also drive mm-hmm. to achieve you know yeah. uh, to be seen in that aspect um but yeah uh uh, as far as your question goes, surely, yeah, um, my drug addiction came from you know some uh, child traumas. You know, yeah, so. all of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's a lot. It is a lot. Um, and coming here, how did you even hear about Salvation Army? Um, uh, what was your first? Um, you know, yeah. here, here we are, Salvation Army. <laughs> we're, we're here to help you. Two thousand eighteen was my first time. Oh, I, I got. Yeah, I started getting, I got clean my first time in 2018. Mm-hmm. 2019, early, I went to, uh, I got out of Center Point Rehab. Um, went right over there to uh, CARM. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I, that was that was a not a favorable, favorable situation. Right. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, just getting to talk to people over there. Uh, and um, someone mentioned the Salvation Army and what it's like here. Mm-hmm. Sure, if I can stay there all day and, you know, get a job and, yeah. you know, if you, you know, uh, I was I was just like, all right, let me check it out. Um, so I went, I went a couple times. There were no bids, but um, yeah, surely the day the bid opened up, Mister Kent, he brought me on, brought me in, yeah. and uh, um, it was more or less just talking to people, mm-hmm. you know, asking questions, and that's what led me here. And after I've met the people. And see and seeing how gracious everyone has been, yeah. uh, understanding and willing mm-hmm. to, you know, lend a hand up, not just yeah. a hand out. Uh, yeah, that's you know, every time I more or less fell on my face, I knew where to come. Yeah, mm. so, but that's 
it's, that's got to change for me, though. You yeah. know, next time I get up, oh, this time I'm up. But, you know, when I'm really on, able to fly again, it's time to really take off. Yeah. You know, so. Well, and that's a, I think that's part of uh, what the benefit that Salvation Army has is that we, we provide some of those basic things mm-hmm. and give people the opportunity to dream uh, because otherwise you're just surviving. Yeah, you're not really dreaming or thriving. You're 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 just making it. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of help with those small things: uh, mm-hmm. a roof over your head, something to eat, you know, right. maybe some paperwork done for you, right. uh, or helped with some stuff, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and case management that we provide just to give you know, and give folks the opportunity to look past that a little bit and exactly. say, you know what, maybe I can do something. Exactly. Better. Yeah. You know, that's good stuff, man. I like that. Um, and I like that you're not giving up, man. Yeah. Um, and uh, so tell us just a little bit more about your experiences that, that led up to this. Yeah. Uh, you know, after Katrina happened, everybody in Tennessee was very welcoming to, mm-hmm. you know, anybody from New Orleans, from what I can understand, there were a few more families around the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got real, you know, I grew up in a very, I hate to use the word religious, but, you know, religious Christian household. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uncle's a pastor, and my mom and everybody down the line, you know, yeah. they've been devoted 30, 40, however long years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they got, immediately got involved at the church. <laughs> uh, we didn't miss no school. We <laughs> think we about to have, you know, a big party <laughs> as kids. But, yeah, uh we was in school like the next week. So, you know, life just went on, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was 21 of us and a dog living in one house <laughs> for a little while until everybody started breaking off doing their thing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, you know, school was cool. Um, went to Whittle Springs. Then went to Fulton uh, uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. I went back to New Orleans, actually, in uh, 2010, 09, 010, my 10th grade year. Mm-hmm. Uh Lived with my uncle and his, uh, my aunt, you know, cousins, you know, was in the marching band. I loved that. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That period. Um, so as I graduated, as I got closer to graduation, I came back my 11th, got in some trouble and whatnot. It was my first time getting in trouble actually mm-hmm. down there. So, <laughs> uh, I, uh, came back to, you know, in 11, 12th grade, you know, got my first job at journey shoe store. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh, and then when it was time for graduation, uh, I decided to start when we was time to look for schools. Mm-hmm. I got the idea to do uh, a college in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, I remember giving my grandmother the call. I don't know why I called her first, but I was just like, hey, my mom, um, I'm thinking about going to the Art Institute of Los Angeles. And I remember yeah. she paused like, for like 10 seconds, however long. And her first, que- her first uh, response was just, okay. How are we going to do it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> sure enough, you know, uh, right as I graduated, I was on a flight to yeah. uh, Los Angeles. Um, so that's when my life really just was, it, it took off. And yeah. then, um, you know, some, some before that, some, you know, tumultuous things happened. You know, mm-hmm. my, oh, my father actually passed away right after mm. Hurricane Katrina. Uh, okay. And Katrina happened in 05. He, he passed away January of 06. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, mm-hmm. So that hurt for sure. I'm sure. Um, you were 12. Yeah, I was 12. It was seven days after my 12th birthday. Jeez. Wow. Uh, last time I saw him was on my birthday. You know, he had to go to the hospital. And yeah. I said something. And, and that's another one of those things that <clears throat> that I dealt with up until, you know, maybe, I mean, I guess last year. Um, I didn't enjoy my birthdays because on my, on my birthday, my 12th birthday, when he had to go to the hospital, I, uh, 
I made the comment, I wish he was dead, you mm-hmm. know, and died. Yeah. So I, I was young, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't know what I was saying. I didn't yeah. know what I, you know, I didn't mean it, obviously. But but for that to actually happen is like, whoa, yeah. you know, your words do have weight. That is very traumatic. Um, <clears throat> But going, yeah, fast forward, you know, my, I lost one of my aunts, my aunt Desiree. Uh, she passed away. She went missing and all that out here. So yes, in between you know high school and going to college, you know some some you know disheartening things did happen. Mm-hmm. But um, again, I mean, I, I still have my eyes set on you know success. Real quick, success and beauty go hand in hand to me. You know, mm-hmm. they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I yeah. think success go is in the eye of the beholder as well. Sure, um, success isn't you know glamour. Money, right. cars, you know, what the world, society tells you success is. Now, nah, if you want to be the best, I don't know, janitor, mm-hmm. supervisor, whatever, or the best, you know, bus driver, yeah, whatever, and that's success, you yeah. know. Anyway. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went to California in 2012. Man, <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> went to school, uh, studied fashion market, fashion at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I got out of that just because it was so expensive. But anyway, I went yeah. to like the marketing retailing program. Sure. Um, that's where I met my best friend of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Eidnetter. I love you, brother. I love you, man. Um, he introduced me to the thing that took my life to the next level. Mm-hmm. And um, um, while still in school, I was able to like travel all over, you know, yeah. uh, and have met people, you know, been to different beautiful places. Uh his family, awesome people. Yeah. Um this little toy, uh this was this is where I think it's life I don't know, there was a, some type of switch that went happened. This little toy, it's called a kendama. I don't know if you know what that is. I've no idea what it is. Kendama. We'll show you some videos later. Beans probably knows. <laughs> Kendama's <laughs> a, it's a it's a Japanese skilled skill, skill toy. Okay. It's like the ball in the cup. Uh yeah. Type of thing you uh-huh. you know, land the ball over spike yeah yeah um, oh that thing <clears throat> oh <yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well needless to say that little toy like I say took me everywhere I wanted to go yeah um, and with you know Christian's blessing of you know just us being friends you mm-hmm. know um, so yeah while in school we're going I don't know Oregon Washington you know yeah. We're doing all kind of crazy stuff. I mean, it got to the point where, you know, I was accepted into this community. This is a huge thing, you know. Uh, I was accepted to this, into this community, and uh, these guys, Torquil and Philip, they're Danish. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came on their world tour, stayed with us. Um, Christian introduced me to them. They liked me. Well, before I was even good at the thing, gave me a shot at being, you know, on their semi-pro team. First mm-hmm. person on the semi-pro team. Uh, had me on a jumbotron <laughs> at the Mall of America in uh, uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Um, life happened so fast in those, like, three and a half years. Uh, you know, I skateboard, all kind of crazy stuff. You know, yeah. I spent a lot of time in Santa Monica. I mean, we was just doing everything creative. And, and if you ask me, everything right, too. Mm-hmm. Not really thinking about it, you know. Um, everybody from here was just blown away, like, yo, what? You know, what are you doing? How did you go out there and, you know, famous? I hate that word. But anyway, (laughs) um, but yeah, man, my life, it it changed like 
almost overnight, seemed like. Yeah. Uh, and all the while, I'm still going to class. Kids mm-hmm. just like, yo, like, you really doing it now. Like, um, you know, it got to the point where it was like signing autographs and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, having meets every week and 150 kids showing up. This was crazy. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize with all that how it would affect me today. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, you know, the choices I've made. Yeah. Uh, you know, not bad choices after a while. Um, I would kind of, you know, more or less hurt because you. I learned how, don't get me wrong, I was accepted into this community. You know, people, you know, was really cheering me on and wanting mm-hmm. to see me, you know, succeed in this. But when you start making bad decisions and you more or less fall from glory, mm-hmm. people move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People move on, you know. Yeah. If you're not performing, if you're not, you know, giving them what they want, they're going to go to the next best thing. Yeah. <laughs> Beans, you look like you're. No, I, I was just, I was just thinking that's, something. I, that's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But I, so you were doing that and you said 2012. Is that yeah, uh, no, I started actually doing that in like 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah, the year after. And then you mm-hmm. said your first time here was like 2018, 2019? When, in Knoxville? Oh, no, at the Salvation Army. And that's yeah. when you first got... So, mm-hmm. so what, like, what yeah. started your... Because you were doing really well. Yeah. And then... Okay, I see where you're going. Okay. I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I'm like cheering for you. And then like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, first I want to apologize. I have a lot of people out, and on the time I understand, mm-hmm. I have a lot of people I want to say, yo, I'm sorry to, you know, again, Christian, yeah. Ionetta, and his family. You guys are beautiful people. You guys are, you know, family to me, and I thank you guys for uh, opening your home to me and paying rent a million times for us, Um uh, yeah, just treat me like one of your own. You know, I I, I disappeared on y'all. Uh, I disappeared. I, I after after a few years of doing kendama, and you know, my boy and I, Christian, we we lived together. So I, you know, we started having like little twenty two and twenty one year old disputes mm-hmm. that at the time you think is the worst thing ever. You know, and I think a lot of it. Now that I'm older, is wanting in my way too. Mm-hmm. You know, he was very compromised, and I was kind of just, I'm, I'm very introverted, you mm-hmm. know, extroverted too, but ambivert, I guess. Anyway, uh, I decided to move back to um, to Tennessee, I guess, to get that hero's welcome. Every time I came back, everybody was so excited, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of my duties with Chrome, that's the name of the company, uh, one of my duties was to, Bring Kandama to Tennessee. I mean, the West Coast is popping, and it's popping in you know New mm-hmm. York, Atlanta, mm. Nashville. Um, but so that was my duty, you know. And uh, <laughs> but when I came back, it, it it just didn't happen the way I saw it happening, you know. Yeah. And not to take a jab at people here, but people here are a lot more reserved. Mm-hmm. We're not popping. You know, it's, it's a lot, huh? We're not popping. Not popping. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, a lot more reserved than I guess. Is not that open. what the kids say? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not as open to uh, you know, yeah. just things like that. Yeah. So when I didn't have that, get that that feedback, that I was more or less, I guess, as fast as I wanted it. Right. 
you know, I, um, and then getting into a relationship with uh, my first like real relationship with the girl, mm-hmm. all my attention went that way, you know. Um, now that I'm older, I you know I know it's my purpose over anything, you know. Yeah. My you know uh, not necessarily career, but you know what I mean. My purpose, every, yeah. you know what I believe in, you know, mm-hmm. um, what I want to do for myself and for others. Yeah. So I put all my attention into the wrong things and wrong people. Uh, um. And that led to me slacking on a job, mm-hmm. uh, not fulfilling my duties. Right. God dang. Um, and then that led to lying, spending the money that they sent me to do this, it's that mm-hmm. for, on what I wasn't, what I wasn't supposed to be spending it on. Yeah. You know, my girlfriend and whatever else, weed. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm, um, and this is another person, uh, another entity I want to apologize to, and that's Chrome Kendama, Torquil May, and Philip Eldridge. You know, you guys gave me an opportunity of a lifetime, and I and I squandered it. I ran off with it. You know, I'm sorry for disrespecting you guys like that. As was with your product, with your money, with your trust over anything. Um, I was young, naive, and um, impatient. You know, I'd never meant to hurt you. You guys or anybody, for that matter, all the while I was hurting myself, but you guys were just in the way. Uh, not really in the way, but you know what I mean. Um, and I apologize that for you guys. I haven't talked to you guys. It's been like eight years, man, and I've disappeared on you guys, but I'm here. I think about you guys every day, and I pray that one day I can make it up to you guys, and I hope this reaches you. Um. Yeah, I started spending the money on just things I wasn't supposed yeah. to be spending it on, on different people. But not, uh, you know, so with that came, okay, now I'm not doing Kandama the way I should. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to events no more because I'm BSing here. Uh, then, so, and then also when I came back here, I had to get like a real job <laughs> too. That was hard <laughs> because I'm going from out here, you yeah. know, out there. Traveling, doing all this and that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then when I moved back to my mom's house, she was just like, oh, you got to get a job. <laughs> and I get it. I get it. Um, so, yeah, because Kandama wasn't doing the way it was here, that, you know, that just messed, just kind of messed up my whole mojo, more or less. Yeah. You know, the trajectory out. Not really the trajectory, but just I should have just been patient. Um, so, yeah, uh, I met some, you know, People at a job, a guy at a job, and just started hanging with the wrong people. Pretty yeah. much, you know, um, uh, you know, getting desperate for money, kinda. Mm-hmm. And then I learned how to do just some fraudulent stuff, you know, um, yeah. making fake bank statements and taking out loans and all this yeah. crazy stuff. Now, now because I'm not as successful as I once was, you know, within I don't know five, six, seven months, you know, now my girlfriend at the time she's looking like. <laughs> what, are you, what are we doing you know not popping anymore yeah you're not popping no more so you know so that started taking the toll on me like like dang you you was all into this when yeah. you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. so yeah so i'm not popping no more it's not she she not feeling it no more right and then and then you know and and, and i played a part in that too you know i'm just i was that guy who was just overly abrasious you know why you do, why you mad? Why you don't want to talk? Let's do it right and figure it out. Figure it out right now, you know. Mm-hmm. 
instead of just giving her space, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you, you know, we both played a part, and that fizzled out. From then, at that point, this is like 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, 20, late 2016. Uh, that spiraled into, you know, me seeking love in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Now I'm meeting, you know, just any old female just to, you know, I have a lot of love to give. You know, I'm yeah. a very... Um, What's the word I want to use? I have a lot of love to give. I, I, I have a, love to, a lot of love to give. I, I, I love You're to be affectionate. Yeah, you yeah. know, affectionate and caring, and mm-hmm. you know, I want people to know all the women I'm with at the time to know, like, yo, I'm I'm here for yeah. you. Period. Yeah, got your back. Um, I'm popping. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. Uh, By me seeking for this love in, you know, all the wrong places now, and now I'm doing fraudulent stuff. I, at this point, I'm already, this is late 2016. I've already, I, I remember sitting there thinking, okay, I'm making that decision that day. Okay, I'm going to just delete everybody from the condom community, mm-hmm. from my Facebook, you know, social media, phone. I'm not responding. It's over with. Uh, now I'm, you know, like I said, I'm learning to do fraudulent activity. This is just before the drugs came in play. Now I'm now I'm seeking the love and stuff from the wrong places. I meet a girl uh late 2016. I didn't know she was doing uh drugs at the time actually. Mm-hmm. Um but so we're going to go to a break. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> okay. And we'll be right back. We're actually going to be uh we'll be back with the our, our weekly devotional. We have a devotional okay. that comes in on the on their episodes. And so we're going to be back uh, with that in just a minute. So uh, everybody, hang tight. I don't know what Beans is doing. Why are you ending it? I'm not ending anything. I'm I'm, I'm going to break. And then we'll come back. (laughs) And then we talk more with Micah. If you're here, maybe you too. Depends on whether you're here or not, Beans. All right, will you? I got it on video. You're leaving. And welcome back to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. I'm your host, Ron Day, and I'm truly glad that you are back with us. This week's devotional, we're going to talk just a little bit about what it means to be afraid, what it means to have fear in your life. And uh, for those of you that have never been afraid, you may have something to teach the rest of us. However, there are many of us who do experience fear on a fairly regular basis and want to share just a little bit uh, of how the Word of God deals with that. And uh, there are scriptures that are pretty common to us for those of us who have been in the church for a while and um, have been part of the, the Christian faith for a while. We've heard these things. And sometimes it's harder to, to, to live our lives by, these, by this, what scripture has to say. You know, it's easy to read it. It's easy to recite it. Oftentimes, though, it's very difficult to apply it to our lives. And the truth is, so much of what we hear sometimes might be conceptually, you know, easy to, to grasp. And we think, yeah, that's, that's it right there. That's what I need. I understand that. Unfortunately, we wind up either bogged down with life, with things, with, uh, with you know, issues, with <laughs> things that happen in our lives. It could be family and work and, and, uh, and other things that go on in our lives that we get bogged down with so often. And we forget that God's actually given us, you know, the keys to all of these things and the answers to all these questions that we have. And so often 
you know, fear is something that can wind up being something normal to us, even though it really shouldn't be to a child of God. Now, we're human, you know. It makes sense we're going to be afraid sometimes. But God's given us exactly what we need. And, you know, and so many times, again, we forget. But the first passage of Scripture, and this is one that many of us uh, who have been in the Christian faith for a while have heard, we recite it, we hear it, um, but do we live it? And it says simply this. It's in the second book of Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7. says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And you might think to yourself, well, I'm, I'm pretty sound-minded, you know? I mean, I've got a sound mind. I'm not, you know, I'm not losing my grip or anything. And that's probably true. But sometimes we can be so afraid that we kind of lose a little bit of our temperance, a little bit, a little we lose a little bit of our self-control, and um, that can be difficult, you know. Many times we like to think we're in control. We like to feel that way, even if we're not. But the truth is, the kingdom of God is the only place where surrender equals victory. The world would tell you that's not true. But in the kingdom of God, we throw our hands up in the air, and we say, I surrender all to Almighty God. And we say, my life is yours. I no longer have an agenda of my own. The Apostle Paul said, you are bought with a price. You're not your own. You are bought with a price. And that price was paid on the cross through Jesus Christ. And to remember that, to know that that he did not give us a spirit of fear. He actually gave us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and of a sound mind. Sometimes we can get overwhelmed emotionally, mentally, psychologically. We feel like we cannot manage our thoughts and our concerns and our fears. But the truth is, God's always right there, ready to help us. The next passage of Scripture I want to share with you is from the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Man, don't be anxious about anything. That's difficult. There's so many things for us to be anxious about and nervous about. But in everything, and that's the, the second part of that, is not to just not be anxious about it, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. We offer God thanks for things that maybe we haven't seen materialize yet, but we still begin to thank him and we praise him for it because we're already expecting that he's going to come through. He's going to follow through just as he promised he always would. And it says that the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We should have people asking us, how is it that you can remain so calm with all of this going on around you? The circumstances haven't changed. We are, might still be in the midst of a storm, but we can still hold fast. A person who, who has some, some fame and celebrity, but he said recently, um, and actually, it might have, been, might have been a lot of years ago, but I'm remembering what he said recently. And that is, 
that you have to remember in the dark what you saw in the light. And so all those times when things are going well and the circumstances are good and the sun is shining brightly, we remember those times when the sun isn't shining, when it's dark, when circumstances are bad and things look bleak and we may be on the verge of losing hope. We can say, you know what? I remember. I remember what God showed me in the light. And so even though I'm in the dark, I still know. I remember what God showed me. So the last passage I want to share with you today uh, during this devotional, it's Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. It says, For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what men shall do to me. There's no reason for us to truly be afraid. There are going to be times when we're going to be nervous and concerned. And there's going to be times when, when we think to ourselves, I just don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how I'm going to make it anymore. Perhaps there are bills that are unpaid, and you're not sure how that's going to get paid. Perhaps you've been, you were laid off from a job that you really counted on, and, and that maybe even you liked, and, and somehow that has ended, and you're not sure what's going to happen. I've been there. I know. That can be very, very scary. But trust me when I tell you that God is faithful to his word. He's faithful to his promises. And if we will choose faith instead of fear, you're going to see miracles begin to happen in your life. God has called you to a purpose, and he is, he is certain to show up and to show out in your life if you are devoted completely to him. It doesn't mean only good things are going to come your way. What it does mean is that even the bad things are going to work together for your good because you love the Lord and you are called according to his purpose. Trust in that today, that when we surrender ourselves to God and we tell God, you know what, I know, I acknowledge that I am not my own. I am bought with a price. I belong to you, and I am completely sold out to your will in my life, and I surrender completely to you. I have learned that I don't want to be in control. (laughs) Because most of the time, if I'm in control and I'm making the decisions, there is a huge opportunity for mistake. I can tell you this too, that even in the midst of those mistakes, even in the wake of those bad choices, God is still there, and he will still carry you. He will still restore you and remake you into something that is even better than before. You can trust him to do that. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He is there for us all the way until the end of the age. So, that being said, the next time you're faced with a choice between fear or faith, I would encourage you to choose faith and begin to pray. Make your petitions known to God and do that with thanksgiving. And I promise you, he's going to always be faithful to take care of us. Be blessed. (laughs) I wish I had the video going again. 
And we're back with more of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield with the co-host of the podcast, Beans, as well as our special guest today, Micah Marsh. And uh, he's been sharing with us a lot about uh, his story, what led him up to arriving here at the Salvation Army, how he heard of us and all that stuff. And now we would like to hear a little bit about your experience here at the Salvation Army. And if there's anyone here that has been particularly helpful or maybe maybe you want to complain about Kent. <laughs> what? Mm. Uh, nothing? Nah, Kent, Kent's <laughs> actually really cool. Um, you know, I, I don't, no one, no one, I'm not going to put no one over anybody, mm-hmm. but the two, the two most uh, influential and uplifting has been Mr. Kent, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Kent and Mr. Jay. Okay. You know, nice. they've both okay. have, they've both have been instrumental yeah. in uh, my walk you know, through this thing, you yeah. know, um, I know that I can go to both of them for any guidance, you know, yeah. a word, um, in, uh, uh, yeah, just, just help in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as the Salvation Army go, this is a phenomenal program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've been countless of places, jail, I'm going to use jail for example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been jail a So what times. we can draw away from this is that jail, not as helpful <laughs> as Salvation Army. No, yeah, but no, like, better than jail. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been to jail a few times and like people talk about how they don't know where to go and I'm like, go to the Salvation Army. Yeah. You're, you're going to get help there, like real help, you yeah. know. Mm. This isn't just a just, this is not just a place to stay, you know. Yeah. This is a place where you can actually build the life the way you want it, want it and they'll help you do it, yeah. you know. Um, so, uh, I'm a, I'm a major advocate for this place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I go on, you know, live my own fulfilling life, you know, I will always have a place in my heart and even my life, you know, coming mm-hmm. back to this place, you know, do whatever I can to be, yeah. you know, uh, a help to somebody else. Like that. Um, but yeah, um, Janine has been very kind, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice meeting you as well. You know, this, I appreciate it again having me here. You hear that, Beans? He said it was nice to meet me. He said uh, I was kind. You know, he did say that. Um, I have to question your judgment now, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> Today's cool. Uh, you know, I spoke with Miss Donna a few times. She's really nice. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, you know, you know, I, I get you guys get a little bit of everything that mm-hmm. come through here. You know, but you guys never waver as far as how you take care of people yeah. and are nice, to, you know, kind to people and yeah. want to help. You know. Um, and I really appreciate that. I know it takes a, you know, I've been to prison before and it's like, yo, this is a particular kind of work you're dealing with. I don't, I don't want to say the worst of the worst, but you're dealing with people at their worst moment, right? Yeah. you know? So you have to have a level of patience and yeah. a level of uh, understanding, compassion, you know, uh, for That's people right. that come through, you know, yeah. these okay. programs. So, yeah. Well, and just as a uh, a reminder, for those of you that are out there listening, if you or someone you know uh, is in need of help, you can reach us at 865-525-9401. You can also find us hit on us our up website. on our website. Do not hit us up. I don't know why. It's, you're so violent, Beans. You know, we're talking about hitting people. It's so not cool. And popping and hitting. and yeah. it's not, Anyway, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you can also uh, follow hit us, us up on, on Facebook. Oh, wow. Okay. You can message us on Facebook as well. Uh, as hitting us up. Uh, also, uh, I just like hearing Ron say go, it. Uh, go to our website. Hitting us up. <laughs> at SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. Okay, Micah, uh, we are going to uh, continue to hear just a little bit more because what I want to hear now, um, and actually I, I think what 
our audience will want to hear is some of your goals. What what are you yeah. what are you dreaming about now that some of this other stuff? You yeah. know, you don't have yes. to worry about surviving. You can thrive a little bit. What are you dreaming about? Yeah, your, uh, man, I know I have great potential. Um, you do. First, I, I know I got to get me right. I mm-hmm. got to get myself together. Right, uh, and and that's gonna take some time. Sure. Um, as far as goals go, you know. I just started working at Knoxville Area Transit. You know, I just okay. do maintenance right now, but it's it's a I'm so appreciative yeah. of that place, yeah. Cindy Cindy Cox. Thank you so much for, you know, bringing me on. Um, That's cat, right? Yeah, cat. Yeah, um, but I'll be soon doing the uh, the bus know. operating uh, training yeah. uh, next month. So driving, you mean? Yeah, oh, driving. Wow, cool. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. So you know, that's gonna really you know slingshot me you know as far as you know uh financially and stuff like that you know but you know obviously sobriety is my number one right this was paramount to everything right Right. now um uh and then you know as uh you know extracurricular stuff um you know i love photography so Mm -hmm. i want to you know get back into that um i I would love to get involved with uh, any organizations with prison reform and stuff Mm -hmm. because that's another conversation for another day but i saw some things in there that was really unjust and even in the justice system that is like yo like nah we 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 gotta do better we gotta do better for the people that's made bad decisions um Uh, I love to read and write, you know, so I have, I've written a book, you know, so mm-hmm. maybe I have to rewrite it now, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, get that published soon. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Canva. yeah, yeah. Um, he uses Canva. Do you yeah. know making Canva up words. You're making up awesome. words. Beans makes up words. <laughs> I apologize for her. Canva <laughs> is She makes a, up words. Uh, don't, don't play into her delusion. The audience knows. It? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, we're not here to market Canva. Oh, yeah, no, they're no, not no, a sponsor, no, but no. they could be. Yeah, they could be. <laughs> Give us a call. Canva is a like a design website. Right. Okay. Right. Micah saw me using it in the cafeteria, and yeah. he or yeah, something like that. And yeah. um, he said he uses it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really cool to find someone else who's uh, familiar with Canva mm-hmm. because Canva? it's a graphic like graphic design website. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's what yeah. I use to design flyers and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. You think that'd be better? <laughs> well, speaking of that, speaking of that, I told her if you if you actually if you actually pay for Canva, that's when the web when it really opens up, you know, and get the subscription. Like that's when you can really make something. Okay, we don't have that in the budget. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think I do pretty well. You do great I, I job. You. Thank you. I have to give you a hard time. It's my job. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. Micah, those sound like excellent goals. Mm-hmm. And, and Definitely. anything we can do to be of help to you in that. Um, the most, I, I usually am, am pretty good at connecting people. Uh, and that's just. Ron knows everyone. I don't know he's everyone. Been alive for 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> Half that. Yeah. But, but yet I've been alive for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been in a lot of different places. And so I've met a lot of people. I just, I can sometimes see where people will fit in with other people. Mm-hmm. And so I, if, uh, if there's any way we can help you uh, reach some of those goals, we're yeah. happy to help you. Okay. Sure. Um, okay. But uh, we do appreciate you being here with us. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for being Thank here. You. And again, for those of you that are listening out there, if, if you hear something in Micah's story that resonates with you, that maybe even you can relate to, um, please feel free to comment on our, um, uh, on our page for our podcast. You can also Hit, hit us up. You can hit Beans up on Facebook uh, or hit Instagram. Yeah, you can hit me and up. You can, 
<laughs> but it needs friends, okay? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mikey, you ha- you're either pointing up to the Lord or you have something <laughs> well, to say. I have both of the guys. Okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I want I, I please, I, if, if you don't mind, uh, can mm-hmm. we put it on the air? I, I wanted to just say thank you to a few people. Yeah. Um, is this going to be like an award acceptance speech? Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Means, though, like, Go ahead. Um, um, you know, my family is awesome. You know they they uh, they know where they stand. But I want to touch on to the some um, other friends of mine. Uh, obviously, the Ironetters. I've already spoke uh, spoke about Christian and his family. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Jordan Click, thank you for always checking up on me and being a real friend. What it means to be a real friend. Chastity Cheek for 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 picking me up out of nowhere and just like yo, you're coming with me. You know, mm-hmm. we're gonna make sure you're all right. Chastity. Um, 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 to Miss Tamika Gillette, she she's one of the bus operators. She's absolutely awesome. I consider her a mentor. She is a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, Donnell Smith, you know, he's over at. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry for putting people's business out there, but Donnell <laughs> Smith, you know, he's he, he's he's like, you know, everybody's the big brother you want. You yeah. know, um, he's been there, done that. You know, and and he, and he everything he says resonates and makes so much sense. Even though it stings sometimes, and I don't like it, but it's the truth, and yeah. I appreciate it. Um, uh, Dale Dale Hooker, you know, I love you, sir, and I appreciate you, you know, for sticking with me. You know, um, I, I understand that you've been taken advantage of and hurt before, and I did just that before, and I, I apologize. But thank you so much for forgiving me and, for, and continually loving me and wanting the best for me. Um, yeah, and everybody in the Kandama community, you know, I've been away, but... I'm still here, and I'm I'm looking to do. I'm striving to do better. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, again, nice. again, Micah, thank you very much. And mm-hmm. um, again, whatever we can do here at the Salvation Army to help you reach those goals, uh, we want to help you do that. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for anybody out there, please give us a call if you'd like to support these programs uh, that help folks like Micah and then people from so many other walks of life. Please give us a call at 865-525-9401. Yes. You can find us at our website as well, SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. Uh, we would love to have you uh, come on board as a partner. Come alongside us and help us reach our goals of reaching so many for Christ. And thank you so much again to Micah for being here. Thank you, Beans, uh, for presenting yourself as the... Co-host. You're welcome. See, I didn't use that other word. <laughs> no problem. I didn't use that other word that you don't like. Elusive. Thank you, you know guys for having me. I really <laughs> yeah. appreciate this. You're absolutely yes, thank welcome. thank you for being here, Michael. Seriously. You rock. So until next time, Thanks please go out and do the most good to everyone that you meet. <laughs> the most good to the most people in the most need. 